The following podcast has been recorded live for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mexi Mind Matters on Valentine's Day 2019 with your host, Mexi, the Mexican, the one and only first Mexican to have finished all 50 states. Coming to you live from the city of brotherly love, the city of gay love, the city of heterosexual love, Columbus, Ohio. And it's Valentine's Day, everyone. Oh, yes. The day that you get to declare your love to somebody very special. Let me start off by saying, as always, Valentine's Day has always been a show of love to somebody very special. Maybe a a crush, a girlfriend, a wife, husband, you know, whatever. But it's mainly oriented towards the females. So when I start seeing... Girls <clears throat> saying they're going out on the 13th and then claiming it's not Desperation Day. Or when they get together, it's like, oh yeah, it's Valentine's Day. Woohoo! Stop being stupid. Are you, unless you're lesbians and you're gonna scissor each other, nobody wants to, nobody cares about Valentine's Day. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. If you're too stupid or ugly to find a date on Valentine's Day, then just just shoot yourself in the head. You don't need to be Anywhere. Girls literally are just, all they have to do is just go out, pucker their lips, open their legs, and done. You have a date on Valentine's Day. I don't understand how hard that could be. Guys, on the other hand, very complicated. But yours truly has a date on Valentine's Day. It's his fiance. Got her a present. Great. She'll love it. Excellent. Going to dinner at Marcella's. No big deal. You're dating someone. You're engaged. You're married. Great. You have your Valentine. Done. But none of this bullshit. And then it is called Valentine's Day as in a day. You don't get to celebrate the week or the weekend before or the weekend after. I got people telling me, oh, yeah, we're going to go out with the girls uh, on on Saturday. Uh, I'm sorry. uh, Are you celebrating February 16th? Is there a specific reason? Um, Is it Benito Juarez's birthday? Because that's a Mexican holiday. Oh, no, it's Valentine's. No, it is not. It's not Valentine's Saturday. It's Valentine's Day on the day it falls on. Everybody else is like, what are you going to do on Valentine's Day? What are you going to do? I'm like, um, I know I'm a man of plans. And I do have plans for dinner. But like every grown-up, when it falls on the week, I am going to work. Just like normal people. If you're too broke to go to work or don't have a job, you definitely should not be celebrating Valentine's Day. Now, you don't hear guys... Mind you guys, if you don't know, you should know, Steak and Blowjob Day, a.k.a. Pie Day, a.k.a. March 14th. That's the day where the girls, your significant other, somebody who has a crush on you, should offer you steak and a blowjob. 
preferably as reciprocation for Valentine's Day, since it's mainly guided towards the females. Steak and Blowjob Day towards the male. Look it up. It's a thing. Don't tell me it's not. I had to convince Tara that it was a thing last year. So, yeah. You don't see guys sucking their own dicks or sucking each other's dicks on Steak and Blowjob Day. There's no manly Steak and Blowjob Day. No. Because we're not idiots. If you can't find a date on Valentine's Day, you just shut up about it move on. I got people already on Facebook and social media. Oh my God, oh my coworkers love me so much. It is for significant others, ladies and gentlemen. Your coworkers putting stuff on your desk saying, be my Valentine, is gay. So, no. I mean, if you're all single and can't find a date and you all need to put each other cards and say, oh, be my Valentine, that's just sad. Let's just let's just end it there. Same thing last year. Um, people were sending themselves flowers, but then when they would put it on social media, oh yeah, the giant card that says "From me to me" is there on the freaking Snapchat or the freaking post. Yeah, don't be gay, don't be lazy. If you don't have a Valentine, don't make up shit. Nobody likes a liar. This is probably why you're single. Move on. So aside from that, let's hope everybody has indeed a good Valentine. Hope you got laid. Maxie had some uh, midnight, early morning sex, sex capades to kick off the day. And also, my taxes came back finally. Uh, my state taxes usually come before my federal. They're about like 10 days apart. And state usually comes 10 business days after filing. So that's why I did it right on Super Bowl Sunday. Get it over with. Got it here. Great. Excellent winning money. No big deal. I got people telling me, oh, yeah, it comes back to back. Um, okay. So that leads you to believe if you are telling the truth about this coming back to back, you get your state one day, the next day you get your federal. I call bullshit, government. Like, what? what is this? You are literally choosing favorites. And they're like, well, we use server tax. I'm like, okay, well, that shouldn't matter. Because I do my taxes pretty early, okay? Live in Columbus, don't have to do city tax. But hey, you best believe that I want mine back to back. That'd be nice, especially since I found out this year my return went up because I was paying student loan interest. Apparently 26k in interest, but uh, okay, whatever. Excellent money, and that's the thing. Ever since I started working self-employment, and I get to file 1099s and W2s, oh, I finally get my my just rewards. None of this bullshit. If you only have a W2, you're barely getting like a couple hundred. It's insane. Yeah, no. Let let's let no. Good thing I interpret on the side. I do all these side jobs that allow me to collect discounts as a self-employer. Mexi worldwide. But yes, taxes are coming. File your taxes early, ladies and gentlemen. Do not be stressed about tax season. 
It is not that hard. It is simple math. And that's why... I mean, I understand why you can't keep a spreadsheet over the year about what what you're paying, what you're doing, who did what, and then just wait for the forms. You just plug it in, the number's done. But if you're overly stressed about it, may I suggest a massage? And I got just a place for you. Hand and stone massage. Use promo code MEXI. Save on your first Swedish or your membership. Mexico goes to the one in Dublin. You can go anywhere you want. Country, the state. You want to go to one in Alaska? Fine by me if they have one. Hand and Stone Massage, proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. Now, another thing I wanted to touch upon, again, we I don't understand why I constantly have to give, give examples of what to do, what not to do. Yesterday, I had a meeting with my attorney. We usually have one a month, once a month. Why? Because I'm the lead case manager, motherfucker. If you guys can't show respect... That's, I mean, this is why I think a a complete overhaul is due at the office. But anyways. I don't get how an attorney, actually, so this was two, three years ago. A client, two case managers, and two litigation attorneys somehow blew a statute. Statue of limitation. Every accident has about two years statute of limitation, unless it's a different state or what have you. The guy when he signed up said, Oh, I think my my slip and fall was May 1st to May 10th, somewhere around those lines. Well, I'm sorry, if you don't know, we can't do our jobs. So this is where I literally told my attorney. This is the problem and why, because he likes to have a hundred new clients a month on average, a hundred demands a month, a hundred cases settled, and a hundred cases dispersed. You know, an even flow. He said he's getting more advertisements, so the new clients might go up, so we gotta be prepared. And I said, look, that's fine, but we need to be specific on the commercials. We can't have advertised just any personal injury because people don't know what the fuck that means. I literally got a call last week. Somebody wanted to know we did foreclosures. And somebody else wanted to go after the electrical company because they weren't paying their bill and their electricity got shut off and they fell down the stairs. No. Like, we need to be specific and, and get rid of these nonsense phone calls. And this is case in point. We blow a statue because they tell us May 1st to May 10th, 2016. That's a 10-day window. Motherfucker, verify with the idiot when this happened. Do you have an incident report? You don't? Okay, we can't sign you up. Sorry, next. If you don't know when it happened, we're not going to help you. Why? Because this is what happened. The first case manager, Sandra from back in the day, one of the ladies I, I literally would throw a punch if I see her in public because her cases were so terrible she literally just decided on her own oh yeah it's May 1st so started requesting shit May 1st to present stuff comes in periodically yada 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 nobody follows up on anything somehow Sandra leaves Ethan gets the file back when he was case managing he don't do shit with it I don't know what to make of this 
So nobody puts a demand together, even though the two years are creeping up, to send it to the North office, to the litigation department, take a look at it, review. Somehow we got records from March 25th, 2016, about a month and a half prior to May. Says right there, March 25th, client comes in, slip and fall two days prior. So basically, if you read those records, it's implying the incident happened March 23rd, 2016, and the old man, who is 82 years old at the time, now he's 85, doesn't remember. Nobody reads the records. The attorney doesn't read them, then she quits. New attorney waits until the last minute to file. May 1st, 2018. Well, guess what, motherfucker? Um, when you come, when it comes to ex- exchanging evidence to the defense, they're like, um, stuff you send us implies that this was a month and a half prior to the statute. So, uh, yeah, you guys blew your statute. Guess what? Automatic dismissal. You can't go after somebody two years after it happened. Oh, shit. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Okay, we dismiss. Well, meanwhile, nobody tells the client. So the client calls pissed this week. Me and Mike are in the meeting, and Mike's like, uh, I need you to fix this file. Yeah, it's in fucking a bad shape. And I have to fix it because you can't find shit in there. Plus, luckily for us, we only missed out on eight grand because that's about the only thing that was related. The guy was a fall risk, fell two more times in December. All the treatment after that, done. Get out of here. This demand could have been done months after the fall. But no. No one reads medical records. You know how I learned how to read medical records? Fixing people's files. This is why I work from home on the weekend. This is why I average 60 hours a week. Because you have to read them. They may refer somewhere else. You have to double check with the client. They may say, oh, we have a different day to service. So the attorney... Is in, in talking to me in the meeting, like, well, what can we do? I mean, do you think you can do 100 demands a month? I'm already averaging 50, that's what I tell them. You got three others. Christina bumps out maybe 20. Okay, that's 70. Between the other two, Emily and the new girl we just hired, who, God love her, she's got the knowledge, she just needs to be faster. And she's like pushing 50. Doesn't know how to use a fucking computer. I can guarantee you she's good for 10. That's what I told my attorney. At this point, she's probably good for 10. But we're giving her a new file, so she's not going to have 10 anytime soon. So you're basically banking on me averaging my 60 to get the 100. But if you're going to have more intakes, more new clients, well, then obviously the demands are going to go up. Well, what you what you need? I was thinking, what if what if we gave you an assistant? Would you be able to do more with an assistant? Well, fuck yeah! You, I'm sorry, you're giving me an assistant? Oh fuck! If I pick the assistant, oh by all means. So everybody beware, job applications opening here soon at my attorney's office. 
for my assistant. You literally only you, the only thing you have to do is answer my phone, get rid of those nonsense calls, follow up on my medical records, and follow up on my demands. That is literally the only thing you have to do. Maybe open up my nonsense mail. That is literally the only goddamn thing you guys need to do. Positions open. Let me know. Because, yeah, fuck. And I told him, I'm like, hey, if you're going to have more intakes, I think three intake people should be advantageous. Because you have two right now. But if everybody's going out because there's too many intakes, you need a third, fourth guy in the office. Specifically to answer PNC calls, potential new clients. Especially they're going to be nonsense. Then you may need another case manager. Just depending on how many demands. Because, I mean, if I go out of town, like in December, I mean, I put up 22. Because the goal is the amount of new cases you get as a case manager should be the same that are going out as demands. If you have more new clients than demands out, that's a problem. And it shouldn't be a problem. You should be that retarded. And we need to fucking look at the cases as we go along. None of this requesting shit from beginning to end. I told my journey that's a problem with like the likes of Emily, for example. She'll wait till the end to get the bills and then go after the records. Whereas if you got the records in, in between, you would know, oh, okay. Uh, this dude has priors. He didn't mention the accident. Well, now there's a problem. You have to mention how you got hurt every fucking time you go. Because if it's not in the records, they're not going to consider it. It's not rocket science. I don't understand how people don't get this. This is this is the biggest thing. Because I've always said clients are pigs. My old attorney taught me that. And it is true. Clients like to lie to you when they sign you up. And if you ask questions. When you take the initial call. They'll be like, oh yeah. I'm like, no. I had a dude who tried to tell me. He wanted to go after Coda. Because when he got on the bus. Coda took off. And he fell down. Because it was snowy. And the floor was wet. It was his first snow of this year. I'm like, motherfucker. He was like, oh, the buses can't take off until everybody's seated. Says who? I'm sorry. Show me a rule where that is actually in effect. Because I'm pretty sure if, if the bus is full and everybody's standing, yeah, they start moving the moment the bus is ready to go. Also, the Supreme Court of Ohio has a law that buses can't be held liable for deceleration and acceleration. Because it's heavy machinery. You should know you're on the bus. The bus takes off. Hold on. There's signs all over the bus that say, bus is in motion. Please hold on if you're standing. So no, I'm sorry, sir. There is no rule that says that the bus can't take off if you're, if you're standing. And you probably slid because it was wet on the ground because guess what? It was snowing. Coda's not responsible for the snow. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Bye. Next. It's like these idiots don't understand. Same thing with uninsured motorists. Our intake people, and I had a 30-minute conversation with them last night about this. 
They don't tell them about the potential limits issue. If you go sign up someone and they live in bumfuck nowhere, Ohio, they don't understand that if they are hurt because of another car and that car has, say, safe auto, for example, they're not going to get more than 25000 even though they may need rotator cuff surgery. Why? Because you can't get more than the limits of the at-fault driver. So if the at-fault driver has 100000 per person, 300000 total, then you could be fine. But if you have neck surgery, back surgery, rotator cuff surgery, then yeah, you're still only going to get maybe 100000 depending on what the limits are. And you need to understand that before you sign on the dotted line. Oh no, it's not our job to say that. Yes, it is. Because we're the ones that are going to get yelled at when they want more and there isn't more. And that's where UM kicks in, ladies and gentlemen. Uninsured motorist, underinsured motorist. There's a reason Mexi has 500 a million and prior had 250, 500. Because it covers any difference. You have med pay. That can cover bills too. But if you have, like the Florida case I was mentioning before. If you have seven people in the car and one is more hurt than your son. Guess what? You only get a 4900 because it's a six-way split of whatever's left over. Especially if one died. I have another case that we just somehow signed up. Accident happened in April. The girlfriend. Boyfriend was the driver. He was involved in an assault. And that's why he ran the light and T-boned the car. Well, guess what? We actually had the other passenger in the car back in April. We signed him up. He fired us because guess what? Emily had the file. But now the girlfriend tried to sell on her own. And she's not happy what they're offering. So she hires an attorney. Eight months after the fact. For the same accident. And I'm just like, um, she does understand that because the limits are 25.50, and guess what? The car you T-boned, there's four people in that car, and they all got injured. So now all five of you are splitting 25,000. Because guess what? The guy who we represented fired us. He had surgery. He got 25,000. Because he fired us, got a different attorney, settled. So he actually had intensive surgery. He already got $25,000 per person. Well, guess what? $50,000 per accident means that the rest of you are splitting $25,000 five ways. So now I have a client who I have to tell her, guess what? No matter what happens, you're only getting $5,000. Just get UM coverage. I don't understand how hard it is. If you need to protect yourself, protect yourself. It's an extra $8 to $20 a month on your car insurance, but it's necessary. Stop driving on car insurance. Stop driving liability only. You could tell, and you can tell, by the way, on police reports, it says what kind of car it is. You can tell if the motherfucker who hits you has UM, UIM coverage or has a decent policy or even has uh, car insurance to begin with. If you're driving anything that's over five years old, I would start worrying. Because nobody's going to insure a 2001 fucking car. But you still need to drive with insurance. And if you do, 
May I recommend American National? Give my man Raymond a call. He will hook you up with the holy shit package. UM, UIM. Hell, life and homeowners insurance if you need it. American National. Proud sponsor of the Mix My Matters podcast. So please do us a favor. Because I'm tired of these nonsense calls. <clears throat> Especially with an intake department who 50% of the time doesn't listen. And mind you, I will say this. Emily likes to get rid of cases. Gina used to do the same thing too. Good thing she's fired. Get rid of cases ahead of time. Because she doesn't know how to fucking read. And she gets pissed off because the clients are pissing her off. Oh well, yeah, you're wondering about talking to everybody and not doing your job. So Ethan brings a little piece of paper to me the other day. This is why I double check. Ethan. Nobody's disputing that Emily doesn't do a good job and you need to double check stuff. But when I bring you something that already has a W on it because Mike says get rid of it and you still don't get rid of it, that's when I get pissed. Because there's nothing more we could do for a Walmart case, for example, where she got hit on the head, claims there's a video, there's no video, claims there's an incident report, there's no incident report, claims the assistant manager saw it, how? And Mike's like, well, we should have mentioned that in the intake when we set up the claim. Yes, we should have. Guess who did not said that uh, say that when they set up the claim? Our intake department. Because they're assholes and idiots and don't even get health insurance cards from the clients when they do so. Well, uh, and that was part of the 30-minute conversation I had with them. Well, you know, they never have them. I'm like, yeah, but who controls that? We're the ones... That set up the appointment for them to come here or for them to, you know, be ready when we go to them to sign them up. Guess what? You don't have health insurance? Oh, you don't have your social security card? Guess what? Bye. Well, we can't really do that. Yes, we can. Oh, I'm sorry. We're going to have to reschedule because you don't have your social security card. Or you don't have your health insurance card. Yes, we will have to reschedule. I am sorry. You weren't prepared. Bye. Now, of course, if you go straight to a chiropractor's office, they may not bring that. But I've talked to the chiropractors, and they assured me that they tell them to bring all that shit with them at the appointment. If they don't, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to reschedule this for another day. Take your session. Come back when, you know, you're, you're ready to sign. Otherwise, fuck off. Oh, we can't really do that. No, I'm sorry. Yes, we can. Eventually, our firm will be... That good. Because I would much rather take for sure winners than deal with 50% bullshit. Because clients are pigs and they will lie to us. Ethan signed one up. Oh. Well, scheduled it. Client said he had car insurance. Turns out when he got there, oh yeah, I don't. Waste of fucking time. Especially with already these two taking forever to fucking go do an intake. This is why I told my attorney, we need a third guy. We need somebody who can do intakes. PNC calls. You want to get better? You need to start hiring better people with experience. Young guys. Anybody over 20, preferably under 40. There are people out there. Like I said, if he gives me an assistant, I will pick this assistant. 
There's not be some idiot who has no experience being an assistant. The whole point of having an assistant is so they do what you tell them to do. But that is the point. We need to get better. You can't get better unless you do what is needed. Paying for more commercials is only going to help so much unless you tweak them. And that's the point I'm trying to get. I am trying to get better at this point at my job because the better I am, the more money I get. I literally get paid more. Now that I did my other firm, I average 60 hours a week to the point where I'm now making anywhere between 60, 80K a year. Something unheard of a year and a half ago. And here we are, which brings me to my final point. Here we are, trying to raise the minimum wage to 15. No! Unless they're qualified, the minimum wage should not be 15. Because if you're going to raise them to 15, you're basically going to raise everybody else. Because I want to raise. I used to make 15 an hour for many years. And I was not on welfare. We're not giving these fuckers $15 an hour when they're dumber than a bag of bricks. Go to school. Get some education. You want to work at McDonald's? Can't fucking get an order right, but you want to make $15 an hour so you're not on welfare? No. Well, otherwise, they'll be on welfare. Okay. Okay. Get an education. Don't suck at life. I don't know. I had to fucking go to school. And I was struggling making $15 an hour. Guess what? Now, eventually, I'm getting my just rewards. But if you're raising these idiots to $15 an hour, I want to raise too. Get them all off welfare. Get the fuck out of here. Close your legs. Stop popping out kids from random baby daddies. Stop doing drugs and get your shit together. Raise them away. Well, you can't pay your bills at $8 an hour. Uh, yeah, you can. Guess what? Get roommates. Live together. Terrorist had to tell me, well, I couldn't do that. And I was living boy wonder. Oh, you mean the idiot who has AIDS now and is blind because he was smoking weed all the time? Oh, wow. Yeah. Get a house. Guess what? Mexicans do it. Got five people to a house. None of them make more than 10 an hour. No complaints. Paying bills. Done. Just work, motherfuckers. If you work your ass off, you get a raise. If you don't, if you're working your butt off, working more than 60 hours a week, and your boss is not telling you you're doing a good job of giving you a raise, then you need a better job. But I can assure you, nobody that does minimum wage is putting their back into it and working more than 40 hours a week. I can assure you that. Shit, I'm firm. The negotiators are salary. They're like, oh yeah, no, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I don't get paid more for working more hours. That's the whole point of salary, bitch. That's the whole point. You may work 60 hours a week, 50 hours a week, 40 hours a week, but get paid the same. That's the point of salary. But you have to do it to get your shit done. Well, I'm not gonna do it because I don't get paid more. Uh, then get a McDonald's job and work hourly. I'm sorry. Like, what the fuck? 
Use your brains, people. And if you don't like it, just get something that you're good at and get a new job. Get your own job. Be self-employed. Like my my like 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 one of my idols, Coach Super, has three jobs. Runs her own. Runs her own business. Super Studio 253. Give her a call. 253-272-0700. Tell her. Ask her. How it's like. And she'll tell you it's the funniest thing in the world. Most rewarding experience to date. And by while you're there, sign up. Promo code. Done. Go to classes. It's a fun experience. You'll lose weight. You'll meet new friends. You'll have a fun time with Coach Super. Super Studios 253. Proud sponsor of the Mexican My Matters podcast. And while at the same time, you'll understand that to make it in this life, it is hard. Don't get shit handed to you. Minimum wage 15. Get the fuck out of here. That's literally double. You guys realize that, right? You're doubling their salary if they're making $8 an hour now and they're making 15 to do the exact same job that they already don't know how to do. There's a reason they're working at McDonald's. And it's not because, oh, yeah, I want to make burgers for my the rest of my life. It's so much fun. No. They're idiots and they can't do anything else. And that's why. Now, unless they're getting a part-time job and trying to pay their way through college, no. That is not why. Nobody decides to just work for minimum wage. It's because they have no other choice because they made bad decisions. At least that's IMO in my opinion. You tell me I'm wrong. But if you do, do it in the comment section. That is all we have for today. Hope you enjoyed it. Check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat. Listen to all the episodes on SoundCloud and iTunes. Hope everybody has a happy Valentine's Day. Quit lying to yourselves. And as always, remember, where there's a Mexican, there's always a way. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, adios.